Hey everyone, and welcome back to Hot Messy Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Barron, but today I have a very special co-host with me. Josh, would you like to introduce yourself? I would love to introduce myself. Um, hi everybody, I'm Josh. I've known Jason now for, oh boy, a lot of years, since 2006, I think. Six, yeah, yeah, I think 2006. Yeah, that's crazy. Guys, uh, today is, well... Adam had surgery on his mouth, on his tooth, which is not a really welcome Christmas gift, but he is slowly recovering. The numbness is wearing out and the pain is starting to, uh, well, wear in. So he's, we're letting him have off tonight. And, you know, it's the holidays and I thought it would be fun to have one of my closest friends on today. Josh, well, anyone who doesn't know Josh, we actually met when we were creating a show for Cirque du Soleil called Kuza. And Josh was one of the clowns in the show and was one of the funniest person people. I think you're still one of the funniest people I know. Thank you. I, uh, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to say like a smart ass comment, but I'm trying to be nice because I'm meeting a lot of your uh, listeners for the first time. So I'm trying to act like I'm well behaved. Listen, it is called Hot Messy Podcast, so you don't have to behave. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's fine. No, but Guys, uh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, guys, because Adam isn't here to remind you, don't forget to follow us so you don't miss an episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your shows so you don't miss one of these episodes. We never miss an episode, and we are already like 25, 26 episodes in, which is crazy. I can't believe it. It's been fun. I was I was telling you, I was just on a plane listening to your guys' strip club, <laughs> strip club adventure, and uh, that is wild. People need to listen. If they haven't listened to that episode yet, they need to go back and listen. That was a good story. It's it's so funny. I'm never ever going to listen to Adam's aunt uncle again when they say, "Hey, let's let's go out for a nice quiet dinner at one of these new restaurants." And then you know, Adam's family is so big, so you've like five, ten, twenty people show up, and then all of a sudden, we're with his grandfather sitting front row at the strip club, putting ones into thongs. It's crazy. listen to the episode, guys. Listen to the episode. <laughs> well, and also, Jason, this is you know. For people who don't know, we are recording this like right before it goes out. This is, we're what, two days, three days away from Christmas? Merry Christmas, buddy. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to everyone celebrating Hanukkah, wherever, whatever else you celebrate. But yeah, Merry Christmas, man. Yeah. It's a special and, time of year. Um, this is an extra special time of year because you and Adam got married yesterday. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Did and you know what, Josh? I wanted to call you right after because I have the funniest story to tell you. Okay, but Adam's like, it. No, we have to say it on the podcast, you have to tell it on the podcast. And I'm like, Okay, yeah, yeah, we'll wait. <laughs> yeah, honestly, this has been years in the making, right? We've been together for nine years, we've been engaged for five and a half. You were at our engagement party with your wife, Natalie, yeah. and I just feel like I don't know, like, we, we've never done anything quite traditional in a sense when we got engaged it almost felt like we were married and then we just kept putting it off and putting it off and we were moving and we were changing jobs and you know doing content creation now it's like you're always constantly doing something and you don't really want to like take time to do something else even if it's important you know (laughs) so we never took the time but yeah we we wanted to do something for ourselves. You know, we didn't need the whole pomp and circumstance of a big wedding with lots of people, even though we are going to have a big party sometime in the spring where we're going to invite everyone just to celebrate and have a, like a really good time. 
But we decided, you know, we're going to roll up our sleeves and go over to the courthouse and get it done. I didn't realize when you go to the courthouse, it's very much like going to the DMV. So you go get a number, you sit down, you wait. Adam has his glasses on, um, his sunglasses, and we're just like wanting to get in, get out, make it special for us, and then just call it a day. You know, Adam doesn't like attention. He's not like, you know, like us, we can go on stage in front of like 2,000 people and it's fun. Adam does not like to be watched unless he's sitting behind this camera. Yeah. Well, and he kind of has the safety of the glass, right? Because no one's there. It's really 99% of the time, except for when he's done his live shows, it's Adam talking to a camera. So yeah, he's talking to hundreds of thousands of people, but not really. It's just Jason in the other room. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Pretty much all the time. (laughs) But we go in and, you know, it was the same. I don't know what they call them. I guess clerks or justices or, or whatever, but we go in and. Um, it was the same woman who gave us our, our marriage license. And then she had just done a wedding with a couple, right, or a wedding, a ceremony with a couple right before us. And after they had checked in with the DMV kind of style of check-in, she put on her blue robe and they went to another room. And Adam is like, oh, fuck no. No, 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 no. She's not putting on that robe. We're not walking down that hallway in front of all those people into another room. He's like, I don't want the attention. He's like, he gets really like crazy like that. And I was like, no, it's okay. Like, we have to do this. Like, don't worry. You know, like, I think Put this on is your big boy it, pants. It's t- yeah. Yeah. It's time. I'm like, I think we have to do that. Like, I think it's whatever. So we go up to the window and it's very much like stamp, stamp. I think it's done right then. But then she puts on her blue jacket and Adam goes, hey, do we have to do the blue robe thing? And I was like, oh, oh no. I was like, why? And she started laughing. She's like, I mean, no. Like, I think she was thinking that, oh, you don't want me to wear this. But Adam was trying to say, we don't need to go do the next part if it's not required. <laughs> you know? So we end up following her down the hallway. We get so wait, did she room. bring the blue robe or did she leave she it? She brought the blue robe. You okay, have to. Okay, I think okay. that's her like justice of the peace. I, I don't know what they're called. She might, uh, I think it has to be a justice of the peace. So she was she was probably a judge, but like handles more the municipality kind of stuff. So right. she, I, I mean, I, she would have to be. I think that's the rule. Like sea captains so and too. judges, right? Sea <laughs> 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 captains and judges. No, but... So we go into this room and it has like kind of one of those like backdrops you have at a restaurant. That it's like a wedding thing. And Adam's like, oh God. And I'm like, can you shut your mouth? This is like a judge person or whatever. I think we have to be respectful or behave or something. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe she could tell you guys no, like stop it. <laughs> yeah. So we get in there and he just doesn't want to do this. And, and I'm like, I don't care. Like we are done. We're pretty much like whatever. And she starts to open this like binder of like vows and she moves this like plastic table to alter thing to like read it. And Adam's like, no, 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 no. We don't have to do any of this. Like, you know, like we don't have to do the thing. And she's like, wait, you don't want me to read these vows? They're really beautiful. They're really nice. And Adam and I actually had already had a conversation and we're, you know, we're not terribly religious, but we said a prayer before just to kind of like, you know, I don't know, make us feel better. <laughs> you know, we kind of told each other 
how we wanted to go into this because it is a new step. It's a new beginning, even sure. though we've been together for almost a decade. It's still, you know, new. Um, so anyway, she's like, are you sure you don't want me to do these vows or do these things? And he's like, no, 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 no. We're doing a ceremony later. It's fine. Just no. And she's like, what? are you sure? What's the matter? And he just kept going. He's like, no, no. And finally he goes, I get it. I get it. You're going to read something like life is like a bottle of champagne. You pop it. It tastes really good. You get halfway through. It's going well. And then it's empty and it's done and it sucks. And I'm like, did you just tell this justice of the peace that you compared, first of all, life to a champagne bottle? Only Adam could do that. (laughs) (laughs) She looked at me and she goes, are you sure you want to marry him? And I'm like, yes. (laughs) We all started laughing. She's like, listen, I don't have to do any of this, but we have to stay in this room for two minutes. Like to make sure that she's actually doing her job. So that was our story. (laughs) But afterwards, my mom. Adam. Uh, That is a perfectly Adam response. It's an an Adam story. It's an Adam response. But my mom is in town. And afterwards, we went to a really nice dinner. We went to this gorgeous hotel in Palm Palm Beach called The Breakers. And we sat at this thing called the Seafood Bar with the fish swimming inside the bar. And we had the most special night you could possibly imagine. And sometimes simplicity is key. And we had just a really good time. But Well, and I I told you too, Jason, like, you know, Natalie and I had kind of a similar story. We were together for years and we had a long engagement. And then in a lot of ways, like you said, like, oh, we've, you know, we had everything intertwined, our finances, everything. We were essentially, you know, married. You could make a case for common law marriage. You know what I mean? But um, I remember I called you a few weeks ago and I said, hey, Jason, I, I'm so happy you two are getting married and it will feel different. And even if not right away, eventually it feels different. And I and mostly because I think like the world treats you differently. When you walk around saying my husband, as opposed to my boyfriend or my fiance or just my partner or something like that, I, I think it has such a gravitas to it. And it shows that like, we're at a whole different commitment level. We're at a whole different, I don't know. In some ways you, you're, you're, you're treated differently by the world, which makes you treat each other differently. Mm. Um, And I think too, for, you know, I I had a similar upbringing, Adam, you know, we're both children of divorce and stuff. And so to have someone come along and say, um, I'm going to stick with you and it's going to be, you know, I'm here for a lifetime kind of thing. I think it, it, it means something. And so, yeah, I think you both will find over time um, that you'll feel a difference. And I think you'll both be really happy that you did. I'm so proud too. of you guys. I'm proud of hey, you. Hey, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I have to say, it feels like, I don't know. It's like that last thing in our relationship it's getting that that last weight off the shoulder it's like yeah i I can tell you we already feel different it's very strange to wake up and and we're like oh my god we're husbands (laughs) we did it it's crazy we're not just like boyfriends or well and you guys have accomplished so much together but that was one thing that like i remember just even like little things would come up and you'd be like oh yeah and we got to get that done and we got to get that done it's like one of those like I mean, look, I have a house now and there's projects around here I've been putting off for five years and it's the same thing. I bet I'd feel really it's good life. if I got this stuff off the plate. So yeah. It's, ah, that's crazy. It just, 
goes to show you, but you mentioned being a product of, of divorce, right? Like Adam's parents collectively have, and I, can't, I have to be very careful how I say this. This is my mother-in-law and father-in-law. Officially, I have two mother-in-laws, by the way, but um, and two father-in-laws. Wait, let me think about this. Yes. So okay. We'll just say multiple <laughs> marriages. Anyway, multiple marriages. And so he's he kind of like watched this like routine of just cycling through whatever. Yeah. And then when this happens, you have to separate the finances. A lot of stuff scared him. You know, I had my parents were together my entire upbringing until my dad passed. And it's just something that I think, I think it's you who told me this. And I think I've said this on the podcast before. Didn't you say every relationship is supposed to fail until the right one comes along? Did you say something like that? Yeah, I did. And I stole that from, um, oh gosh, let me think of his name. Some re- relationship coach or something. Yeah, he's a <laughs> famous gay relationship coach, Jason. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, he, oh my God, he's huge. Like everyone right now is screaming at the speaker right now because they all know who I'm talking about. Jesus. Uh, everyone, you know what's so, so funny? Sorry. I used to, it's, his name is like, as I used to quote you, all the time and I quote you. So, Jason, as soon as you <laughs> stop recording, his name is going to come to my mind. But everybody who's listening, uh, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Please rate this podcast. Give Jason and Adam a great rating. Comment in there. And then at the end of the comment, write the name of the person. Just so we all know who. Um, and if you're watching on YouTube, write it in the comments. Because, oh, everyone. So as somebody who did comedy for years and somebody who wrote entertainment for a lot of different people, I'm so into attributing uh, where stuff comes from. So. Well, I will come back later. I'll come back later and write in the comments, at least on the YouTube page, um, who it was. Because, yeah, it's it's a good quote. So, but I have to say that's so true. You know, there were so yep. many. Well, not so many. I wish I could say so many. But no, I wish I don't. But No, I'm glad you don't. I'm glad you don't I, say so many. <laughs> you and I are the same. We're both kind Let's, of conservative in our dating lives we've not oh yeah been, yeah you and i have not been wild and both of us like i don't we're not we don't have tons and tons of people in our past we were very um selective and picky yes very yeah. picky but i'm happy and there were reasons yes. that that wasn't supposed to work out and now you see them but after being with someone like you said with you and and your wife, you guys have everything is kind of intertwined. Your finances now, you have kids, and but before you got married, it almost felt like you were married, and that's kind of how we felt. Everything was together. We did everything together, and and also when you have a partner who like when you lose a parent, it's really difficult. And when you have someone who can be by your side to kind of yes. get you through that, because it, it that takes time. That takes a lot of time. It took me a lot of time and a lot of time to realize that that is what I was going through was ignoring like certain feelings. When you have someone who's that patient, that's hard to, I mean, listen, I don't want to be with anyone else, you know, not can, just can because I, of that. Can I tell you another reason why I, I know you two are going to do great together? I would love to hear this. <laughs> it's actually, it's a compliment. I know you're expecting like something like, cause you're both girly or something. No. <laughs> hey girl. Uh, I know. Hey listen, our banter is very similar to Adam and I's and it's the way yeah, we yeah. talk. Sometimes people don't know if we're joking or, or whatever, but we yeah, love each other and we express it through fighting. Just, just so you guys know, we're like brothers. Exactly. Um, but no, I, th- the other thing, and I think a lot of people need to hear this, like no matter how, perfect you are matched to somebody 
There are going to be times where you're going to get on each other's nerves. There's going to be times where you're going to argue and bicker and fight. There's going to be times where you're going to look across that couch while you're watching TV and go, that person bugs me. (laughs) That (laughs) is life. But having said all that, you know, the fact that, look, none of us, we're all worried about ourselves, right? Like everyone's really worried about how do I look? How am I coming across? How am I presenting myself to the world? And no one wants to feel stupid. No one, we all kind of have low self-esteem, whether we want to admit it or not. We're all nervous and shy around everybody else. Some of us take to the stage and make people laugh with us. Some people hide in the shadows, but we're all kind of going through the same thing. But there's very few people in life who will actually tell you some of the things Sometimes you need to hear. And I will say that you and Adam have done a great job of challenging each other at times, pushing each other at times. And the way that you guys have gone through that and helped each other is such an act of love, even if it comes off as fighting and arguing. Um, And I remember that every time my wife and I bicker and fight, I know it's like working out, like to make a muscle stronger, you have to tear it. And so it's the same with a relationship. You've got to put little tears in there on each other to actually make each other stronger and better. And I've seen you and Adam help each other be better versions of yourselves and, and become stronger. And that's why I'm like, Oh, these two are going to last and they're going to stick and they're going to be, um, this marriage is something that is going to give to the world as opposed to take, you know? So yeah, I'm, there is a quote. Um, so if we follow, uh, this guy who, who has a big podcasting company, um, Michael, oh, you Bosley. better remember his name. Okay. Cause no, I was- no, listen, listen, actually we, we, we were in talks at one point with, with them, but his, his wife, Say his and, name again, Adam, Michael Bostic. Okay. Uh, so he runs Deer Media. Him and his wife Lauren run Deer Media, and Lauren and Adam always talk. So he posted something on his on his Twitter, which I thought was just so uh, g- kind of great. And he said, "Never settle. Pick a partner that you can build a life with, not one who's looking for you to build their life." Read that again and think about this long and hard. Most important decision one can make, and this is also like. What I see with you and your wife, with, with Natalie and with mm-hmm. Adam and I, it's like we are building stuff together. Yes. We're building that foundation. I knew when we first met, we were building that. Even just having our little, you know, pet family, our little like fur babies yeah. running around, that's part of building it, building a business. We've had multiple businesses. We've had multiple. You're building a and, home right now together. And we're building a home, which this studio is going to look a lot different. We can't yeah, wait yeah. to change it up in the new year. But I think that's important. It's like you want to be with someone and who am I to give relationship advice, but you want to be with someone someone who's been in one for quite a while, Jason. You've been in a successful relationship. Yes. You just got married, but you've been in a successful relationship for you. Yes. Now we will be in a successful marriage. And that's the thing. It's just, it's, it's about building. It's about um, meeting in the middle on so many things, making decisions together and wanting to make those decisions together. Right? Yes. That's crazy. Um, Josh, I wanted to kind of jump into something though, because, well, a few things, I don't even know where you want to go here, but (laughs) (laughs) when I first met you, 
It was 2006, and we were going into creation for this show, Kuza, for Cirque du Soleil. And I had been performing with Cirque for a while. You had been performing up and down the Las Vegas Strip for a long time, and before that with Ringling and Barnum Bailey. That experience was so crazy, but I wanted to bring this into like friendships because I feel like you were one of my oldest friends, and I have a saying, and I don't know if you, I don't know how you feel about this, but you have to let me know. Yeah. I think of friends and kind of relationships as reason, season, lifetime. You meet people for a reason, you know, and it might just be really quick or it might just be, you know, your favorite bartender at happy hour or the girl at Starbucks or your personal trainer or whatever it is. Then you have like seasonal friends where you're like growing together, but sometimes you grow apart or you don't mean to grow apart because when we were touring with Cirque, not many people know what that experience is like. Not many people live that experience together. And I thought that all of those people that we performed with <laughs> would like be our best friends yeah, and understand yeah. what we're going through. And it's, it's crazy. It just doesn't turn out that way. But then you have those lifetime friends, which mm-hmm. I consider you, the ones who come in and no matter at what point in your life, they're there probably for the rest of it. Yeah. But like... No, I, 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 I remember you saying that saying before, and I've looked at relationships in my life through that lens ever since. And in a way it, um, I think it kind of makes it okay to let go of some and say goodbye to some. Um, I think maybe sometimes people don't do that enough. Like there's sometimes where a relationship becomes, you know, it could become unhealthy, not, not like, obviously there's like abusive relationships that are, are, you know, obviously horrible, but then there's other relationships too, where it's like, at a certain point, we're holding ourselves back. It's not that horribly bad, but maybe we're holding ourselves back to, to maintain a friendship, but it only exists if I'm in this kind of emotional state or this yes place of maturity or something, but yes. really, I've got to let myself move forward and that means I'm also going to have to let go of some of these friendships. It kind of reminds me of like high school best friends, you know, I don't know yeah. if, you know, it's sweet and they were great, but they were there for a season. You know what I mean? And, and, and that was okay. That's it's, it's part of life. Um, I, I don't think we're supposed to, you know, we have Facebook and all stuff where we keep track of every single person we've ever met in our lives, but that's a very new invention. Usually people kept a handful of, people close to them and that's what they march through life with. And I think it's okay and probably healthy to be like that. Do you think that's, do you think you feel that kind of circular, 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 what am I trying to say? Circulating, like coming back around, right? Because I feel like the newer generation, as much as they are into technology and stuff, they seem to be a lot smarter than than our current generation. How dare you? What <laughs> the, are you the talking ones, about? The ones that we're in. I mean, there's one like in the middle of us, I think too. They're really... They're not cute. Um, they're not. They're not there. Uh, because there was something in the water around like ninety one. Um, uh, but no, I it, I feel like kids nowadays even kind of get that they don't. They don't feel like they have to please everyone. Or maybe that's just me. No, I think I do think there's almost like this pushback now. Like I think humankind, when we got the internet and and this technology it's like any new thing. Like we, we binged on it. Like we just like, we did too much of it. And like, it's like a kid in a candy store. We just ate too much and we got sick to our stomach and now we're kind of purging and we're like, Oh, you know, and now we're trying to find this happy balance. 
I don't know a person alive who doesn't know that their phone and the social media and stuff that we all spend time on probably isn't good for us. We all kind of know deep down, even though your Apple phone report comes up and says, you spent 23 hours a day on your phone (laughs) this week. But I do think deep down we know in our heart of hearts, maybe we shouldn't be on so much. Um, So I think you have a point. I think you have a point. I think I really hope. Well, here's one thing I'll tell you I did. I bought a Kindle because I wanted, I knew I couldn't just turn off that compulsion to grab my phone. So I thought, okay, let me at least grab a device that's going to be a book. And so I'd rather my kid, it it all came from me realizing like, uh, my kids see my phone too much. And so I don't want them to see me looking at my phone. I'd rather them think of dad as reading all the time. That's I, and hopefully that encourages them. So that's one of the things I did, but yeah, I think you're onto something. I think people that, that's I, a great idea. That's that's crazy. I never thought about picking up the Kindle because I do sometimes. You know, even our phones are so big. I'm sitting there like reading books on my phone, but here comes the notification from WhatsApp. Yeah, here's the notification from iMessage. Now I have a new email, and then I'm doing that. Then I go through this rabbit hole, and I'm well, like, Do I have ADHD or yeah, <laughs> or is the phone just making me like think I have ADHD? I don't really know. I think I was diagnosed with that at one point in my life. Okay, so we've known each other for let's like what 15, 10, 15, oh, you're asking 17, 16, oh, 17 my years. Gosh. It's been that long. I have to ask, we've done I want to know what one of your favorite memories of like us or things we have done yeah. because we've done multiple things. We worked on a, a creation of a show. We toured and performed together. We created and directed a show together. We toured around the world, teaching workshops, um, performing, doing other things. What, I mean, what, what is the one memory? What is the one <laughs> thing that stands out the most? Cause I'm yeah. just curious from, from my okay. perspective, I just like want to know what does Josh think is the coolest thing we've ever done? I, I was driving home knowing that I was going to do this show with you. And I was like, Oh, we should have a good story to tell. And so when you've been friends this long and you've done as, as much as we've done together, it, it there's, it's almost like, I'm paralyzed with trying to think of something. There's too many choices. So then I thought I started thinking about it's Christmas time. It's the holidays. Um, and then I started thinking about, Oh, like Christmas snow. And then I was thinking, How, what about Jason and I snow? And I was thinking, Oh, this would be kind of funny. We've traveled a lot together. What's the closest we've gotten to the North pole together. <laughs> and that was a thought I had. And oh, I would what say it? it was when you and I went to Scandinavia. We went to Norway and we taught in Stockholm together. Yes. Yeah. I would say you know, that's... We, we were in Oslo. What, we, which one did we go to first? First, we went to Stockholm. Stockholm. Sweden. Yeah. And these were two then, separate trips. So two separate long flights. But um, <laughs> we, we, it was one time... No, no. I was... Yeah. I was going to say... Separate it was they were actually yeah. a year apart. It feels like the same trip because... In a lot of ways, it, it was associated with a lot with the same kind of people, but also yeah, same environments. Kind of, they're very similar. Obviously, Scandinavian countries and stuff. But um, I was thinking of the Stockholm trip because there was a few funny things. So, one, we stayed in what has to be the world's smallest hotel rooms, <laughs> and this is coming from a guy who lived on a circus train where my room was literally five feet by seven feet. I would say the hotel room was maybe two feet extra because it had a shower in it. It was, it was so tiny. tiny. And I had just come from, I think, my last 
leg of, of Japan because I lived in Japan for three years. And sometimes those hotel rooms were a little small that we toured in. You know, sometimes you got these big apartments, but then sometimes you had those like tiny places. Yeah. And yeah. coming over here, I'm thinking like, oh, Europe, you know, Scandinavia. They yeah. they're they know how to do things. Yeah. Fancy design, IKEA. Oh, that's kind of yeah. like, <laughs> well, it was kind of IKEA. We were in one of the packing crates, I think, <laughs> that they ship IKEA in. But so that is definitely a funny memory. I do remember I told, I remember telling Natalie one night we were like lying in our rooms on our beds and one of us sneezed and the other one said, God bless you. Like, through yes. the wall. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's how small these rooms were and how thin apparently the walls were. Um, so there was that. And then also I do remember um, everything closed oddly early and you and I were at the, one of the producer's houses. We were talking we're both like kind of falling asleep on their couch because we're our, I mean, our the, clock. The jet lag going yeah. that way, going going east, east. is like oh. really hard. Like I've done the whole like from DC to Tokyo and then like you kind of get there and you kind of like jump in line because you have that full switch. But going over there, it's like just a few hours and, and your body is just wants to sleep. You just want to pass out. And I, I remember the producer excitedly talking to us about the show. They were excited we were in town and stuff. And it, it was fun. But you and I were both like, we should have been standing for this meeting drinking coffee. Instead, we were in his house having cocktails on a comfortable couch. So <laughs> towards the end of it, it was only like Trump. 8 o'clock at night or something or 9. We're both just kind of like falling asleep on the couch. Finally, the meeting ends. We realize we haven't had dinner. And I remember walking the streets of Stockholm with you trying to find anywhere that was open. And we ended up eating dinner out of a 7-Eleven because that was literally the only thing open that night. It's so weird because like, <laughs> it's not what I would ever expect. I mean, I had, I think you and I have traveled a lot. I've been to, to, I think, 16, 18 countries at this point. And many of these different cities, like in Europe and Asia, everywhere, I've never run into this problem where it's like, what the hell did like... Is there some holiday that we don't know about? Because yeah, yeah, or some little holiday. We were in a ma- we're in Stockholm, a major city, and literally everything was closed. It was incredible how quickly they just rolled up their doormats and and shut the place down. And we're like, where is the nightlife? I mean, we're, we're, we'll probably find out. Like, oh, if you guys went two blocks over this direction, it's like everything Las was Vegas yeah, everything yeah, yeah. was open. But, this is also back in the day where we, we had our smartphones and stuff, but it wasn't like. It wasn't as easy or as global as it is now, where you can just have your, no. you know, your your phone, and it's really easy to get like a SIM card and a, an eSIM and have data. No, I, think I don't our, know. It's just I think we had to hop on Wi-Fi if we wanted to use our smartphones, and we can only print out our MapQuest so we can get around town. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so crazy. I remember too being there with the group of people we were teaching because Josh and I were teaching this workshop where Josh is he's a phenomenal director but at the same time you're able to like get in inside of of people's emotions and kind of bring out the artist within the artist you know and so you would do all of these these acting and physical uh physical workshops like physical what do you call that physical like clowning and stuff with them right sure whatever yeah whatever i I always at at this point i'm like i don't even know what to call it but yeah Acting, yeah, it was acting, amazing acting. And then I would I would teach like some sequences and choreo- choreography and then we would kind of put stuff together and um you know, good times, fun times. I can't believe like all that happened. I can't believe where 
Cirque du Soleil is today. I can't believe where we are. And, and cra- we're on a podcast right now. And now we're just a bunch of, <laughs> a, a couple of old merry guys talking about their balls and chains back at home. <laughs> well, this one, this one is not a ball and chain. This one keeps me on my toes. I can't. <laughs> Josh, I have a question for you because we, you and I do this show on, on Adam's channel, Up and Adam on YouTube called Anchor Watch, where every week we do like a late night chat where we cover below deck and below deck is like one of those shows that adam doesn't cover so he Mm -hmm. covers a lot of the housewives and stuff like that and he's like you know i need another video on my channel i need another live i'm like why don't you cover below deck it's the highest rated show on bravo a lot of people watch it that don't watch housewives there's a whole like little thing in there you know Mm -hmm. but more importantly what do you think about these guys this year? This below deck crew that we have on this new motor yacht St. David in St. Lucia season 10 of below deck. That's my first question. And then I have another question. Okay. To answer your first question. Um, they're great TV so far, right? I mean, they're a little wild. They're a little crazy. Some of them are annoying and that all adds up to good TV. As much as I want to gripe about certain cast members like Camille, um, oh God. Yeah. But then don't we love her being on the show? Cause she gives us something to gripe about. So yes, that- but there, there's a pattern with below deck right now, right? If you go back to like sailing or, or below deck med, there's all, or last year, season nine, there's always one who doesn't last the whole time. Right. That is becoming and I, a trend. Yeah, you're it's right. It's becoming a trend. And it's like, but it's kind of fun because when you get that season premiere, you're like, which idiot is going home first? Yes. yes. <laughs> you know, like, who's going home first this, this year? Um, but I, I, what's your prediction for Camille? Do you think she'll make it through? Oh, this? no, 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 no. She will not make it through. I, she already has, you would think, oh, so she has a split role where she works with the deck crew and um, the interior crew. So you would think she actually has double the chances of staying, but she has done an amazing job of turning off both bosses. So now she has two people not wanting her there in the leadership position, as opposed to, well, she pissed off the deck crew, but the interior still likes her. So they'll keep her around sort of thing. It's like, no, they're both fighting over who has to have her. Oh, you take her. No, 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 no. I don't want her. You take her. I don't (laughs) want her. You take her. And so she's done an amazing job of actually isolating herself off of two teams. So I guess she's wildly talented. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you would expect someone who's covering kind of two departments to have kind of that extra tool in their pocket. And I guess yeah. this is hers. This is hers. Like, yeah. how can I stick around? She's most certainly a tool. And do nothing. You. She's a tool. <laughs> she's a tool. Camille, I'm so sorry. She does look like one of the real housewives from Dubai, Caroline Stanbury. And I think that's the best thing going for her on this show. Look, is she pretty? Sure. Did she seem like a lot of fun for a single Josh back in the day? Absolutely. <laughs> but and unfortunately, not so much a single Jason, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she would have been a cool girl for you to hang out with, right? And, oh, and she'd hey, yeah, absolutely. I'd be like, hey, girl, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Yeah, no, she's going to go. She's got to go, right? I mean, she's, she's got to go. It's, so every, my next. Everyone wants to see the, victor, or the villain fall. So it will be great to see her finally leave. Of course, and I, f- I feel like the production has figured out a way to do that. Um, okay, so my next question is, we want to do another live show, a couple live shows coming up on Hot Messy Podcast, starting in the new year, especially when we get to the studio. 
Uh, we're going to put these shows exclusively on YouTube because they will all be visual. They won't be on the podcast itself. So I'm starting a live, which is going to be a lot of fun. But I wanted to do a show with you and not talking about Anchor Watch and not talking about Below Deck and these, these chaotic, you know, friends we watch on TV every week. Yes. What kind of show should we do? That's a good question. I think, um, I mean, you and I both like, we like following, we like sending each other interesting things in the news. We like following certain aspects of pop culture. Um, I don't know. I, I think this is when we, like, I think the one unique thing we bring is like, we've been in the performance side of things. We've been on the other side, so we can't help give an aspect, you know, and some light shed some light from that, from that point of view. Um, but this is something where, look, I mean, you got, you and I have been talking about for a little while. We do feel a little handcuffed just talking about one show over and over and over. We've been following it for over a year now. And that's a lot of shows. It's a lot of commitment and it kind of is starting to feel the same. I hate to say it, you know? Yeah, it, the, the monotony is crazy. It's like, okay, yeah. there's the boat. Here's the captain. Here's, And I like it. I still prefer it because it's the same thing. The same monotonous thing that happens on Below Deck is happening on The Real Housewives. It's the Now it's becoming the same. Like everyone's yelling at each other. Now the new thing is everyone's a criminal in some way, shape, or form. Right? You know, it's like it's you want to kind of break it up a little bit like yeah venture out add some variety some spice yeah i I, we we definitely need to play with this i think there's some stuff there the other thing too is you and i do know some interesting people it'd be fun to bring on some of them and kind of um talk to them about especially some like the adventures and stuff we've had with them and stuff i think that would be yeah yeah, that's fun enjoy that because people get to hear you know i like you and I were in entertainment for years and we've done thousands of shows and stuff. And we talk about like, ah, it's old hat. But then when I tell my friends and family just stories, they're, they're like, this is awesome. Cause they, they've not lived anything like that. And so I think we take it for granted sometimes. So mm. maybe uh, we should. I share absolutely do. I absolutely yeah. do. Yeah. Sometimes I take it for granted. And sometimes, sometimes it's, it's funny. Like people don't even know like newer friends, yeah. right? Well, yeah. Like some family members. It's like, Oh yeah, that's something, you know, Jason did that back in the day. He was a performer. He did like, yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah, you don't realize like what we went through. It's crazy. It's well, it's crazy. funny. I'm in, I'm in I'm like corporate business now and like I negotiate multi-million dollar contracts and stuff. And it's funny because these people have no idea that, you know, just mere years ago, I was running around screaming on a stage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> doing bizarre stuff and you know i was on letterman and all this crazy stuff and every once in a while like if i've been working with someone for a year or so like in a a contact that i work with i'll finally say hey did i ever tell you about my past and they'll go no and i'll tell them i'll go hey you should be aware of the weirdo you're working with and they start laughing what (laughs) and i tell them they're like whoa you know and and sometimes i have to go to these like corporate dinners and stuff where I have to take a client and 
then I definitely open up and, and because then it just gives stories and they they love hearing about it and it kills time. You know what I'm oh, like? Oh, and it kills time and it kills their expectation of sitting there having a, a corporate meeting or a corporate dinner. It's it's fun. It's different. Yes. It's not they the same thing. Like, this was the best night, you know, and then they're like, whoa, I had such a cool evening and I got to hear these amazing stories. And then all of a sudden it kind of. I let them in on the secret. So it bonds us a little closer and, you know, stuff like that. And so, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe people would like to hear some of our stories and hear some of our adventures. Um, I think we need a mashup because I think too, when we do talk and we talk about these subjects, it it becomes a little hot and messy. And sometimes I'm thinking like, (laughs) this would be great to put on the podcast. Well, guys, if you guys are watching on the YouTube, so this episode will be on our YouTube, youtube.com slash hot messy podcast, comment below and let us know what kind of show you think Josh and I should do, because we are going to plan that in the new year. We will be in our new studio that is almost done i cannot wait to share it with you guys and then it's gonna be exciting you guys have some cool ideas too for like how to set up the space and all i'm i'm very excited for you guys it's what a cool year you're married i like too that you guys got married before the year started because you're gonna go into the new year married you're gonna go into that new house married you're gonna go into the new studio married it's this is cool you guys are You've laid the foundation for building this next next chapter. Of yes. And let me tell you, last year, Adam had a year. You know, he interviewed one of the Salt Lake City's uh, housewives, Mary Cosby, her parents. Big interview. Of course, he interviewed Jen Shaw, which was all over Good Morning America, the Today Show. Very controversial, you know, very huge. Uh, yeah, people, you know, you thought one way or another. Really, we didn't do it for any other reason, but just to hear her side of the story. And then we interviewed Kelly Dodd, who was a former Real Housewives of Orange County. And then in between that, Adam had a ton of interviews with like, you know, crazy people. So going into next year, we're looking at our schedule right now and it is just blowing up. I'm like, I hope I can travel like I used to because this year was difficult. This isn't like, <laughs> well, and now is like you guys hey, here's podcast. your ticket. Yeah, yes. now you guys have the podcast too. So it's like, there's more guests that you guys have to line up. And so, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm glad you guys are buying a bigger house and stuff. Cause, so you'll have some place to unwind because you're also going to be stuck in that house a lot with the kind of schedule <laughs> you guys are trying to run next year. So um, I think you guys will, the, your marriage will do better by having a little extra square footage. To get hey, away from you know the what? <laughs> We're both cancers too. We like to like go back into our space every now and then. Josh, I really appreciate you filling in for Adam, being my co-host today, having a conversation. I'm glad I got to tell you the story about our crazy marriage and what happened yes. in that courtroom with the justice because no one would have believed it. We have been laughing about that since it happened. So, And yet, <laughs> you know awesome. what's funny is anyone who knows you two also would go, yeah, I believe it though. I believe yeah, it. <laughs> it's, that's it's, usually what happens. It's on brand with Adam. So, uh, yeah, that that's great. Yeah, I'm congratulations. I love you guys, and I'm really happy. Hey, I thank you. We love you, and we appreciate you being here. And guys, if you are into Below Deck, Bravo's Below Deck, the show about the yachts. You know, it's so funny because we brought this up on our last show. It's like everyone always says, "Oh, no one watches the boat shows." A lot of people watch the boat shows. I get so the highest you, ratings for Bravo. The highest ratings. So if you guys are interested and you want to come. You know, play around with us on Tuesday nights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. We uh, will be there on Up and Atom. 
it's a fun live wild show and it's on tuesday nights who does anything on tuesday nights that's why jason and i put it there because nothing happens on a tuesday night so come party we have regulars that come just who don't even watch the show the live chat is going but they come because they've got like a party to come to so you guys should come it's wild it's fun you get pretty naughty there we have everyone all the fans refer to themselves as naughty yachties for a reason so Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes. So come check us out over there. If you guys haven't done so already, check out our hot, messy podcast YouTube. Happy holidays to everyone. Merry Christmas if you're celebrating. I know Hanukkah is in its fifth, I think it's fifth or sixth day at this point. So happy Hanukkah to everyone and happy holidays to everyone else celebrating anything else. And we will see you guys all on Tuesday. Have a great weekend. Have a great holiday. Bye, everyone. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.